Hello, this is uh, another side of the pulpit with Jeff and John. I'm Jeff, he's John. Hello. And uh, John's a preacher's kid and I'm a preacher with kids. We get together and we talk about the Bible and discuss um, the depth of the Bible, how it relates to us uh, in today's society, uh, who the, who God is who the Bible was written to for, why, who, was, who wrote it, why it was written. These are questions that we ask uh, and answer. And, and we study and, we, and uh, we're not the all-knowing, but we want to encourage each other to go deeper in God's Word to, to find the mysteries of the Bible. And we want to encourage those that listen to this. And we just kind of talk amongst ourselves. So most of the time we're just having a discussion. We just let you listen in. So we're going to start with... Uh, with a word of scripture, I mean a prayer, word of prayer, and then we're going to dive into the scripture. Dear Lord, Father, we can't thank you so much for this beautiful day you've given us, Lord, and for another opportunity to come and discuss your word. Father, we ask you to be with us and any listeners that that uh, hear this podcast, Lord, that you'll just touch all of our hearts, Lord, and that we'll d- dive deeper into your word, that we can draw closer to you and, and strengthen our faith. We ask it all in your Son's holy name. Amen. Amen. All right, John, you said we was going to stir up the pot today, so what you talking about? I, I got the paddle out, we got the black kettle rolling, the fire's built underneath it, and here we go. All right. All right, you know, last week, what was it? we talked about? Unity and why there's not unity in the church and, and why we're so divided, not only politically, but spiritually and everything else. Right. Uh, in, in keeping with that theme, mm-hmm. uh, I have watched a lot of so-called Christian TV mm-hmm. just last week. Okay. Specifically for the purpose of finding if even in that there is any unity. Okay. I found very little. Really? There was only one common theme that, that did actually go through 98% of what I saw. Hmm. Do tell. It's shed blood of Christ and His resurrection. Okay. So that was the Which, only unity and everything else was just division. Everything else was carried off on some pre-trib, post-trib, mid-trib, uh, the, the body of Christ versus the, the church of Christ. And I, I don't mean church of Christ, but I mean... Yes, the, yes not the, the denomination, but the church as a whole in, of, right. of Jesus Christ. Oh. Uh, whether whether the, the the church was going to be raptured out and the body left and the body was going to be raptured out and the church would have been left for purifying, whether the church was all of Israel or whether the church was after resurrection Israel or if the church would even go through the tribulation or not. Right. Well, in the process of this, I also discovered that there there's one particular channel that really has turned into a Christian infomercial channel. Okay. And look, I understand y'all. Okay, I understand. Don't get me wrong. I'm I'm not being critical. I'm just bringing this point out. Uh, they were advertising all kind of products, and they were purported to be Christian type products or uh, products with 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 a neutral. Yes, thing. I got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you got what I'm talking about. Okay. Yeah. But, it didn't promote God, but it didn't promote Satan either. It just kind of like, if you need to clean your bathtub, use this. Right. Okay. And, and, you know, if, if we're using CBD oil and this helped our joints and here's all these collagen products and, uh, yeah. you know. But, and there's something that even, even in mainline, mainline, what we call mainline uh, 
teachings. There is something in that that I even noticed in this. No matter who you're watching or, or how doctrinally correct the so-called teaching is, there's going to be three to five minutes of selling a product or a, 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 a study aid or something before the thing starts. There's going to be this intro. Then right in the middle of it, they're going, we're going to take a break now. We're going to let you know the resources that are available to you. Uh, then they're going to advertise their resources in the middle of this thing. Then at the end of it, they're going to advertise some more resources. Mm-hmm. And, and the purpose of this is, well, this is our ministry. Won't you, we want you to send uh, your money into us. And everybody has their own particular agenda. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, where am I going with this? Um, yes, where are you? you I know. I, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know you're heading in a direction, but, I, but I'm not sure you know. Okay. Oh, I know. I, 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 I have a general direction, okay? It's, it's, it's west. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's kind of like which way is up, you know? It depends on what part of the earth you're standing on. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and you got to define up because you go up to to uh, Canada. If you're in if Australia, you're in... up is different than you're if you're standing yes. in Canada. <laughs> <laughs> point up. Okay. Anyway, then that brings on another point of discussion. Uh, but that you know the the song comes out. How far is the east is from the west? Yes. You know, when you're going east. You're always going east. You're never going west. Right. But you come from the west. So how do you go from east to west anyway? Uh, meanwhile, back in the ranch. <laughs> so what's your direction? Talk to us. All right. The, the direction here is, uh, with, with the subject of unity last week, it's we've got to stop taking God's word and pulling individual sections out of this thing and forming a thought pattern and process out of that and making our own path that we're going through. Does that make sense? It does. Let well, me, wait a minute now. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. How go ahead. many centuries have we been doing this? Uh, I don't know. That's go when you when you go back and you start looking where we came out of the transition, where history came out of the transition from being like a kingdom gospel where the the law was in effect and the Gentiles were outcasts, and only the Jews were included in God's plan, which that's never been the case. The Gentiles have always been in God's plan. Mm-hmm. Uh, if not, then you go back and you start looking at where Cain and Abel had their problem, and then mm-hmm. God put a mark on Cain and, and set him aside. Yes. Protected him, more or less. Yes. Then, you, then you come on up and you, you look at, at what went on between the, uh, Jacob and Esau. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. God put a mark on Esau, sent him out, you know, protected him. It's like, yeah. and, and when when God made the covenant with Abraham, what, excuse me, Abram, yes, at that time, when he made that covenant with Abram, what did he do? He said, you're going to be a, a you, I'm, I'm going to make many nations out of you. Mm-hmm. Well, he, if that's the case, then out of Isaac would have just came the Jews. Well, what's he going to do with Ishmael? Mm-hmm. Many many nations came out of Ishmael. That's right. Which is which is what we're looking at today in the Middle East. Mm-hmm. The children of Ishmael are up against the children of, of Isaac. Yeah, and the and and it goes back to you know a lot of people think that your sin doesn't affect generationals, and it does. But it does. It does. It does. 
Um, and, and I think nowadays they're calling it heredity, though. I mean, you, you know, you, you look at that in health and, and, and mm-hmm. a lot of things. Yeah. Uh, and that's where you get this class war that we're right in the middle of now with the elitist versus the people, you know, the, the working class. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's where you get one group of people using another group of people's yeah. color to fight the other people with so they can win over this other people that they don't want to have power. Yes, I I understand exactly what you're talking about. So so when you start talking about unity, the first place we need to look for that is in God's Word. Right. Jeff, there's such confusion within the church now. Mm -hmm. And where does that confusion come from? I, I, I had a discussion with a guy, and I've had this discussion with many people over the last probably seven years. Um... But more specifically, um, in recent yes, in recent years, um, I had uh, somebody. I, you know, the, the the people will go. Well, I think the Bible can say one thing to you and 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 uh, something else to me. It means one thing to you. It doesn't mean the same thing. And then, I, uh, more recently, I had someone go. You can interpret it one way, and I can interpret it another way. And I think that's where the division comes. People are not trying to interpret what God is saying. They're trying to figure out how it can relate to what they feel in life. You don't, you don't interpret the Bible your way and I interpret the Bible my way. The Bible doesn't tell you one thing and tell me something else. The Bible, if the Bible did that, the Bible would be contradicting itself. Yep, and it doesn't. And it does not. It does not. Um, And if you interpret the Bible, but without going through... And here's what I've learned from me, John, and this is just me. Like, I'll learn something and I... I've, I've known I've, I've been told something all my life, mm-hmm. and then as I'm studying God's Word, I understand what I was told. Sometimes it's right, and sometimes, sometimes it's right. not right. Mm-hmm. Um, and and so then I go back to studying God's Word and finding out what He said, why He said this, why it was done this way, what what makes the change, mm-hmm. and. And then I'm not caught up in the legalistic things of, of what a denomination of any sort, whether, whether it be uh, Baptist, Methodist, Presbyterian, Pentecostal, um, Church of God, Church of Christ, Church of whatever, Seven-day Adventist, uh, uh, Catholic, Catholic, uh, Catholic Church, or um, um, Greek Orthodox, whatever the denomination is, is irrelevant. Mm-hmm. What does the Bible say? Why does the Bible say it? When was the Bible written? Who the Bible talking to? What do we glean from the information? And and what what is it that and well and, and see that what you just brought out right there? What that comes back down to is is when the Bible starts talking about works. Mm-hmm. I mean, how are we saved? By grace, by the grace, grace of Jesus Christ. All right, how death, is burial, and resurrection? That's yes. exactly right. How how is that grace appropriated? It's through faith. Yes. Pure and simple. Mm-hmm. Which, which is, yes, the book of Romans wasn't written. I mean, there were several other books that got written by Paul before the book of Romans, but yet the book of Romans comes right after Acts. There's a reason for that. Mm-hmm. The reason for that is that this, this inspired book 
was written where it was written so that we could separate doctrine from transitional stuff mm-hmm. to where we come out of a system of law. Mm-hmm. To where the, the first four Gospels, they were written under the system of law. Well, when you come into the book of Acts, that's when the Holy Spirit comes in, which is a transition from uh, coming in with a sacrifice to where the sacrifice has already been done. Right. All right, the book of Acts is like a transitional book, and a lot of times you can't build doctrine. That's, mm-hmm. that's like trying to build a house on a, a, a mud river, a, a mud island in the middle of Chattahoochee River. Yes. Guess what? If you put the foundation in, next time it floods, the house is gone. Right. Uh, that's, that's a transitional thing. Yeah, the island's been there for 20, 100 years. Mm-hmm. But at some point in time, the island's going to move. Why? Because it's not built in the proper place. It's not built on a, 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 a bedrock foundation yeah. that you can tie into that's not going to move. That goes back to the, to the parable that was talked about, about how, where you build your house. Mm-hmm. All right. Then you come into the book of Romans, which is a doctrinal book. It tells us all of our doctrine and how that doctrine came about. Mm-hmm. Not for the Presbyterian, not for the Lutheran, not for the Methodist or the Baptist or the Pentecostals. It's a it's a book of doctrine for the church as a whole to follow. Yeah. Now, within that, when you start getting into that and you start getting into the first and second Corinthians, you start finding then that there are particular individual members of the same body. Mm-hmm. That's why Paul talks so much about the difference between the hands and the feet. Mm-hmm. Between the eyes, if the whole body was an eye, what good would the rest of it be? Right. You can't function uh as a body, you can't function unless there are different parts performing, not necessarily performing, but different parts that have been set aside to perform a particular thing or a particular service within that body. Right. But they all have to work together. Right. Sometimes my body parts don't work together. Right. That's why you'll come in sometimes and you'll see me, I have a big old cut on my nose right here. You know what that's from? That's because I don't cut my fingernails because I can't get my little th- thumbs down on my little buttons on my phone. And i got to have my fingernails to get that in there. And then when I come up to scratch my eye, my scratch. Thing, I scratch my nose with my fingernails. Now, doesn't that sound stupid? Mm-hmm. Seems like, a, you know, at age 110, I would have figured something out. <laughs> or got one of those smartphones like you got that, you know, I can actually see. you got to have a big screen. got to have a big screen. <laughs> Well, yeah, and, and see, John, I agree what you're saying. Um, and, and see, people will take one section of the Bible and they'll dwell on that one section of the Bible and not and not pursue growth they, because they're stuck in the Old Testament or they're stuck in the first part of the New Testament or they're stuck in the last half of the New Testament. But if you see the progression of... See, uh, God's not a progressive God in that He changes with society. But like you said, way on early on in in this podcast um, um, that we've been doing back last year, you can see a progression in how He takes care. He called out the the Abram and made a people. They're the chosen ones, and they're the elect. And then, and then you see that he says, "Here, this is how you're going to live." And you see, you can walk through the Old Testament and see how he allowed people, how people came in, and he used these people that were coming in um, to the family as being in the lineage of Jesus, so that you can really see. 
the development of he's opening up, he's going to open the doors for everybody. And then you see in the in Matthew and Mark and Luke and John, of course their book reports are very similar. Um, they uh, they talk about um, you know how. Um, the death and burial and resurrection, the life of Jesus, mm-hmm. and and how the people looked at Jesus more as a king, and they wanted mm-hmm. him as a king, and they didn't want him as a spiritual leader and to set him free from the world, but to set him free because they were uh, you know enslaved you know, mm-hmm. and and so you if you if you study the whole Bible, you can see how. God wants us to come into His family, but it's more about a spiritual aspect than Absolutely. following the laws. Absolutely. And then you go back to the works and you don't sacrifice Him. It blows my mind how many people want to hold uh, the Old Testament laws, but they don't sacrifice. Well, yeah. why don't they sacrifice? Because yeah. Jesus yeah. is the ultimate sacrifice. Well, then what, what about that? Why does it only change the sacrifice? Why does it not change other things in, the as- in, in that aspect? And they get hung up in one spot, and then they instead of being filled with grace and just and 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 living to glorify God, they're too busy living pointing fingers at everybody else. Absolutely, absolutely. And, and so, what we as Christians are supposed to be doing is focusing on what. Let's let let Jeff worry about how Jeff needs to live for Christ, and and let this other person worry. Mm-hmm. Let John worry about John being for Christ, and then as we come, because we will serve two different purposes. Absolutely. One of the reasons why we call this the other side of the pulpit. There's 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 multiple reasons. One is when you're standing, when you're on the other side of the pulpit, you see a man behind the pulpit, but you realize. That is just a man. He That's is not right. anything Absolutely. above a man. Absolutely. He, he is God's man, mm-hmm. but he is a man. And, and he goes through the same struggles and the same problems. The same, he gets the same sicknesses, the same mental processes. And, and so often we have elevated that man yes to a position where i'm god's man don't mess with me but that's one reason why we look why we call this other side of the pulpit but the other reason is because the pastor standing up there on one side of the pulpit preaching the gospel and 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 the difference between a pastor and his congregation is the pastor should be one step ahead at least one step ahead spiritually Diving into the word more than everybody else, so that he can lead. Because you know what, That's you can't exactly leave right. from behind. You got to exactly lead from in front. Right. That's exactly right. But the real work starts with the people Absolutely. on the other side of the pulpit. Absolutely. See, if I knock on somebody's door and say, "Hey, would you come to to Reach Chapel Baptist Church uh, because uh, it's it's the best church around. I love the pastor." They look at me and go, "You are the pastor. No wonder you feel that way." Yeah. And they're paying you to come to my house. But if you, you're, you know, I get paid to be good, you're good for nothing. Um, but if you and everybody on the other side of the pulpit knock on somebody's door and say, we love you and we want you to come to our church, then it means more. You know, I can, I can send you an email for your birthday mm-hmm. or a text for your birthday. But if I go to the store and buy a card and send it to you, what you going to think? It, more probably more that it meant more to you than just yes. some flippant you, significant you mean more you would mean yes. more to me than it just would, a simple text it would make it personal more personal yes it takes time to do that 
It does. There was a lady here at one time, and I don't know that she still does it, but there was a lady here at one time, and she would send cards to everybody. And when I'd go visit people that were shut-ins and visit people that were in hospitals and hospice and nursing homes, they would always say, tell, I'm not going to call her name out because I didn't ask if I could, tell so-and-so, I said, thanks for the cards. It means so much. And said, and she would send bulletins to people, some of the people, that, and she would, she would just send a card. But and, see here, even, even in that though, Jeff, even in that, there is a certain... There's a certain difference between somebody doing it out of a sense of obligation or being proper as there is out of out of doing it out of the goodness of your heart. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. She said, I can't drive, so I can't go see anybody. It, so she goes, and I want to know I'm still thinking about them. So she does it out of love. Does it out of, out and, of love. And that's the out difference between what you come back into the Scripture and you start seeing that these illustrations are there's a difference between doing it out of a works out of an obligation, out of, well, I'm doing this because it's the right thing to do. Well, in your heart, you said, I really don't want to do this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And doing it out of love, where you really want to do it because you're genuinely concerned mm-hmm. about somebody and you genuinely care and you genuinely love somebody and you're not doing it out of an obligation. That's right. You're doing it out of a, out of a, a, a genuine appreciation for that person. And if if everybody started living that way, absolutely, then all these little differences of um, I believe in the reform view versus Arminianism, Calvinism versus Arminianism. I, I believe in in pre tribulation rapture versus post tribulation rapture. I believe in um, um, what it, you know the fact that these things have been doctrine. I mean, have been uh, eschatologically argued. Yes. Yes. For how many hundreds of hundreds of years? Yes. The 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 very fact that no no one group has actually physically positively come out ahead. Mm-hmm. Just like the difference between Calvinism and Arminianism. I had a guy he got another preacher, he goes, What do you think about Calvinism? It's in the Bible. I said, So is Arminianism. And he looked at me. I said, "They didn't pick out Armenian. The Armenians didn't pick that out just just out of the out of the blue." Absolutely. I said, "But here's the here's the core." I said, "Listen to this. If you're a Calvinist and you believe that God chose before the beginning of time that that certain people are going to go to heaven and hell, do you know those people? No. So what is your job <laughs> to share the gospel with everybody? If you believe that that the Armenians that everybody has a free choice, mm-hmm. then you need to share the gospel. So that there's absolutely no difference, none at all, in the service between a Calvinist and an Armenian. Absolutely. They're supposed to be witnessing the people. And, 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 and yeah, that exactly. Is, that has went on since the Roman Catholic Church, since they got the Bible out of the Roman Catholic Church and put it in the hands of the plowman. Yes, and then you got uh, what's another one? That, that um, baptism. I've got a friend of mine that's Methodist. He goes, I he goes, I probably could never join your church. He said because you, I, I was sprinkled, and you'd say I have to be baptized. And said after I got baptized, he'd look around and say, now he's a Christian. He's one of us. And he goes, I've been a Christian. And he goes, I've been a child of God. And he told me how many years I forget now. And he said, why would I be? A, what, what does that have to do? And I'm like, absolutely. 
the sprinkling, the sprinkling versus submersion, is that going to make a difference in the eyes of God? Who knows if 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 mm-hmm. you can? I've I've baptized people by submersion, then I've looked at their lifestyle and go, I wish I would not have done that. Mm-hmm. I wish I would have taken time to, to to have more conversation with them because they got baptized with water, mm-hmm. but not by the Holy Spirit. Right. And if if and. And I'm going to tell you something, John. If I'm if I'm talking to somebody and they uh, are, are in a situation in a hospital room and they want to be baptized, I'll sprinkle them with water and, you, and and dare somebody to talk to me about it. I'll dip a rag in the sink and throw it on them in a heartbeat. Yes, I I don't care. Uh, but see that the, the, that the goes back to to the, to a works thing. Yes, because there is another group of people that says unless you're baptized, you're not saved. In running water, there's some dominant. Oh, I didn't know that. Yes, it's got to be running water. Yes, Uh, Um, there's a a friend of mine. We uh, down in Honduras. He goes. He goes. We use that pool right there. That's like a community pool. Said you pay two dollars or something to swim in it or whatever. Said. Said. uh, They said that's why you don't hardly see anybody in there because they can't afford to go there all the time because they ain't got no money. But he says uh, we'll 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 give them a little bit of money. They'll let us use their pool. He said. uh, but there's a church down here in high, down here in the in the same town that tell you that you ain't saved because that water ain't moving. It didn't wash away your sins. Well, and then you go back and look at what baptism is in in, in Jewish times. There were ceremonial pools all over the place. Yes, I mean the pool of Bethesda was one of them, and it's it's notoriously famous. But yet at the same time, what 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 you what you got to get back to is what are the very main points. Number one, Christ came to earth. Yes. He died for our sins. He was buried. And He was resurrected. Mm-hmm. If you're in Antarctica, you ain't going to have no moving water up there. You're not going to have any moving water. You ain't going to have enough. You're going to have to melt enough water to get into. And you're going to have to keep it warm. You know what I'm saying? I, mm-hmm. I don't know. You know, I, I just, I don't know how all that works. But uh, here's my thing. John, it changes nothing. It the changes Bible says, nothing. Go ye therefore teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. It doesn't say submerging them. It doesn't say sprinkling them. It doesn't say wet them down with a water hose. It says teaching. It says in Mark 15, 16, if you go go throughout the world and teach and, and those that believe and are baptized, mm-hmm. it does not say how. It says and baptized. And I think it, I think we put too much weight on trying to figure out there's arguments over how Cain got his wife. Yeah. And in, and and I'm sitting there going, you guys are married. You ought to be going, why'd he take one? Okay. Well, <laughs> but it comes back to this too. I mean, we've been, we've talked a lot about works. I mean, we talked yeah. about baptism as being mm-hmm. a work or ceremonial thing. But it comes back to this, Jeff. When you start going through the Bible, and you, especially you start going to, to, to where Paul was given this mm-hmm. ministry, this doctrine of grace. Yes. To give mm-hmm. to the Gentiles. Why? Yeah. Because the Jews had rejected him. Yes. All right. You you got to find these little nuggets in here. Right. Of 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 just pure out hard doctrine. And that's what you need to start building a foundation on. Mm-hmm. Uh, number one, Paul says the spiritual comes first and the uh, I mean the natural comes first and then the spiritual comes afterwards. Right. Well what happened to Adam and Eve? The natural came mm-hmm. first. Then they fell, mm-hmm. and then the spiritual came afterwards. How do you right. do that? Because God made that 
he made that covering for them. Mm -hmm. The blood of that animal was shed so they could have that covering. Right. Natural Adam, spiritual Adam. Are, where are you at in that process? Are you still a natural man? Or have you been transformed by that spirit that was given to us it, 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 as it was given to the apostles? That spirit of life, because at that point in time, our, we spiritually died when Adam fell. Mm -hmm. We had to be reborn again. That's yep. what Nicodemus is asking Christ about. Christ said, right. you got to be born again. Well, and it comes on up through to where we get to Paul. You start pulling these nuggets of doctrine out. There, there's certain things in Scripture that you cannot deny. Number one, when you get back in Hebrews, you start looking at that. It says, without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sins. Mm -hmm. All right, what's the next one? Without faith, it's impossible to please God. That's right. If you don't believe that blood has cleansed you, you're not going to be saved. That's right. It's that simple. Mm -hmm. Doesn't matter whether you're Armenian, Calvinist, or Church of Christ, Episcopalian, or whatever. Yeah. If there's no if there's no shedding the blood, and you don't have faith in that blood that has cleansed uh, the humanity from sin, the world from sin, then what good is it? All right. You come back. You got to realize when you when you go from that natural state into that spiritual state, that's when that faith kicks in. And that's when you're, you're reborn. That's that, that, at that point in time is when you believe that everything that Christ has said about and done for you, that comes true to you. That's when you come to faith. That's where by grace, the grace provided the sacrifice. Yep. The faith provided the, the key, the, the, the imputation to get into that sacrifice, to right. get into that grace. It's simple. Mm -hmm. But it's so simple it's entirely, extremely complicated. Yes. And and reason it's complicated is because we make it that way. Yes. I mean it's just it, it's amazing. But I've I've looked at a lot of that stuff and I've looked at a lot of a lot of work stuff and do this and do that and you gotta obey this and abide by that and, and believe this and believe that. And there's a lot of it I have yet to find some of this stuff that they're coming up with, I have yet to find in scripture, period, mm -hmm. in story. Oh, uh, so as as we strive for unity, and as you and I sit here and try to work these things out between us, mm -hmm. uh, I I appreciate you for being a sounding board to bounce stuff off of. <laughs> I really do. That's uh, what this that's what this thing right here is all about. And we we are we're just two podunk yahoos back here in the backwoods of Georgia somewhere. And, I'm watching um, Jeff write. It's amazing. I'm listening to what Don has to say while I'm kind of writing some notes down because I've got to put stuff on the thing so I can get it, people to intrigued to listen to this. <laughs> and if you'll notice, we didn't stop at either the first or the last part of this thing and say, hey, look, send us, you know, send us $5 and we'll send you these resources. Yes, because we want absolutely nothing, nothing. from you. Nope. We just want you to get closer to God. All right. We've run out of time, so... At this point in time, we appreciate you listening and just bear with us. <laughs> yeah. You ready for prayer? Go ahead, brother. All right. Father, thank you for this day, Lord. Thank you for the platform that, that we've been provided to come out and just let people know that, yeah, there's questions. But where there's questions, there's usually answers. 
And the answers are all in your word. If we just stop in our daily lives and take time, not just to read your word, but to research and study and realize this is not just something that we do. This is something that we are. This is something that you've given us to transform our lives and our minds into, into the body of Christ, into your body, where we can serve you and glorify you on this earth. Father, go with us today and, and through the rest of the week as we perform our tasks and functions that you've given us to do. And I ask that we do it to glorify you and we do it in thankfulness and gratefulness. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Wait a minute. There we go. Okay.